pleaser. The crowd pleaser. If you need to pick me up, ladies, we gon' change your demeanor. Caesar. The crowd pleaser. We gon' do a little dance, we gon' make the naysayers believe us. Hey girl, had a long day, you tired from work. Throw me some dollars and I remove my shirt. You can touch me too, these are the perps. Free yourself, lose your mind and go berserk. Uh-huh, and go berserk. Uh-huh, and go berserk. Uh-huh, and go berserk. Make way for the bad guy. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Crowd Pleaser, the podcast that brings you the inside scoop on what it takes to be a male entertainer in today's age. I'm your host, Caesar the Crowd Pleaser, and this is episode 68 of the podcast, and today we're going to be talking about love languages. That's right. It's a form of communication that I think has helped me as well as people I've interacted with and people I've helped life coach into living a better life and interacting with people on a deeper level. So we'll go into it in a minute, but first things first, I want to talk about our Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash crowdpleaser. This is where you are able to kind of support your favorite content creators. You know, before it used to be all kinds of awkward things with PayPal and, and donations and, and subscriptions, and all this stuff, but... Patreon makes it nice and easy, centralized place where, you know, you can kind of help support the shows and the content creators that you enjoy, you know, hosting, you know, recording equipment, hosting on websites and things like that aren't cheap. And so this is a way to give back. There is no commitment. You can pledge for as much or as little as you want and stop anytime. Definitely check it out at patreon.com slash crowd pleaser. Of course, every show I'd like to give a shout out to a special patron. And this show's patron is Grace Hubbard. Grace, you rock. Thank you so much for the ongoing support of the show. I really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Thank you for helping us keep the lights on. Next up is La Bear Dallas. This is my home office where you can catch the doors open every Wednesday to Sunday, 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Fun does not stop as soon as you get there till you leave. That's right. All kinds of birthday shows, bachelorette shows, you name it, you can put your favorite girl or maid of honor up on there in the stage embarrasser. It's a good time. Definitely check it out, guys. Come out. And of course, if you have a special male friend that you think is good looking and wants to try their look on stage, come out to our amateur night every Thursday night where random rookies can go up on stage and try their luck, see if they're, they got what it takes to be part of the dream team. Then, of course, I want to give a shout out to Mandingo Jones. His birthday is coming down this Saturday. That's right, the 26th. Actually, today, by the time you guys hear this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely check it out if you're in town. Show Mandingo some love. Great guy, great co host of the show. So, if you guys love his content, he's been working really hard on his birthday act. Definitely want to check it out. So, if you're in town, swing by La Bear. Show Mandingo some love. All right, guys, that is it. That's going to do it for our cleanup, so, or housekeeping, I should say. So with that, let's dive in to our main topic, which is the love languages. So there are actually five love languages based off of a book by Gary Chapman. This is a book I read a very long time ago that was suggested to me, and I, I do encourage most people to read it. It is a fairly easy read. Most, I believe, the hard copy version is somewhere about 150 pages, and it's a super easy read. Definitely, Gary was attempting to just get the information out there for people as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible, so it's not very wordy, and yeah, like I said, I breezed through it, and I wasn't much of a reader at the time, but I do think it is something that is beneficial to everyone in all aspects of their life, as long as they're interacting with other people. 
just a small disclaimer is that I do believe Gary Chapman is either a priest or pastor. So there is some religious references and quote, uh, notations in the book. So just a disclaimer about that. Uh, I personally don't mind it. It's not overbearing or anything like that. He just touches on it. So if that's a thing for you, just something to, uh, you know, kind of keep the heads up. But overall, it was a great, great read. And what the five love languages are is a form of communication for two people. And the thing is, it is not specific to a romantic relationship. Like I'm sure they, he designed it the way he reads for like husband and wife, but they do talk about it. And there's various books, various books that work with friendships, coworkers, and you know, anything in between. And I think children, that's another one, I, siblings, all that stuff. I do think the book is quite good. What it means is, is that there are five basic love languages in forms that people communicate subconsciously that really help resonate with someone, okay? And what the five love languages are, are gifts, gifts or gifts giving, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Okay, so a quick rundown about this, and I'll go into each love language in depth in a moment. But what it means is there's a chance, like for example, let's say there's a husband and wife that have been married for quite some time, and they know they love each other, but they kind of feel like there's a little something missing, right? There's no fire, etc. You know, all the things have gotten stale, you name it, right? Well, what could be happening is, is that the husband has one form of a love language while the wife has another. And if they are not aware of this, then they could be attempting to show affection to one another in their own love language. But because it is not their partner's love language, then it's not being accepted to the level that it could, or it's not being as efficient or effective as it could be, right? Effective, I should say. So some of you might have experienced this before in your life where someone is trying to be kind or caring to you in a certain way, and it's just not quite resonating. Like you kind of feel like, hey, thanks, that's awesome, but you don't really quite feel it. And it's nothing against you. It's nothing against them. It's just the fact that maybe they're not communicating in the correct love language. So that's why I think this is quite important. Once again, the, there's multiple ways to express each love language. And thus why I feel like it can accommodate every type of interaction, regardless of the level of, I guess, romance or intimacy. So that's why I think it's fine. It works with coworkers. It works with, and I'll explain it as I go into depth with each love language. So I guess hopefully that's enough to understand. If not, you should understand it a little bit more once I go in depth. So let's go ahead and start at the top with gift giving. So gift giving is pretty straightforward. It just literally means to give a gift. Now, I think where most people run into slight uh, problems with this is that they assume that it has to have a monetary value or it has to be a literal gift. And the fact, you know, something that you go out and buy and then wrap and then give to someone. And that's not necessarily true. And the, the book covers this, and that's why I'm going to go over it. But a gift giving is essentially any type of, of just something that you're giving. A good example of this, for example, is if you make your own card, right? Do like we used to do in elementary school, and you take a piece of paper, you fold it, and then you write, draw something on the outside, write something inside, and boom, there you go. You have a card. That actually can qualify as a gift for someone. Now, don't get me wrong, still giving someone like an actual gift, like a dress or a car or a book or something like that still will do the trick as well. The The basic explanation of this love language is that you are giving something to that person. And like I said, I think people don't have to get wrapped up on the monetary value of it. It is just literally the of giving something to the person. And that's how 
this love language is communicated and it, it you know for example if we go to any kind of romantic couple getting someone flowers right is still a gift and so that will be something that will be communicated this one's pretty straightforward um, like i said there's not too much to it but the key point is exactly that like i said where you are simply giving someone something you can take a little bit of extra time like for example if someone has a specific uh, uh, macaroons right you can do that as well you know go to the bakery store pick up like a small pack of like six or seven macaroons and then give that to someone you know it cost you what less than ten dollars and yet you're going to completely make their day because a you are giving them something and b you you took the time they can identify that you took the time to get something that is specific to them and so that could really help change around someone's thing someone's mood right so it's pretty straightforward when it comes to someone that you are romantically involved with as you know kids same thing those are pretty simple you just find a toy but typically being a parent you might have a little more insider knowledge as far as what kind of toys they prefer so getting them something like that or maybe like a glove if they're into sports you get them a new baseball glove things like that will really go a long way towards cheering somebody's mood once again you can do something as generic as food little things like that will go a long way getting someone a pin the it's less about the once again i touch on this again the monetary value versus the actual act of giving them a gift so uh, that being said i will encourage you to like just not like you know look in the dark garbage like hey this looks kind of new wipe something off on your shirt and then ta-da i got you something like that might be pushing it a little bit but yeah gift giving once again in of course i do encourage you there if you guys look up the five love languages i believe if i remember correctly there is an a test that you can take to answer a bunch of questions that will at the end i think it's like something like 15 or 25 questions at the end of it it will let you know what your love languages are of note there is any kind of combination of the five uh, to include multiples like you can have two primary languages you can have a primary or secondary you can have only one they all kind of fit in but i think if everyone takes the time to self-evaluate and kind of really pay attention what really makes a difference and what doesn't then they are they're able to kind of become self-aware what their love language is, is and that does help okay uh, once again like i said this crosses over things once teammates you know for example you can get them something small like hey i got you a jersey at work you can get someone like hey i saw that you were struggling with your mouse pad i got you a new mouse pad things like that that really can help bridge the gap this also works once again if you're going with some kind of business agreement and stuff like that you can do similar to like the japanese custom where you give gifts you even if it is a, you know keep it within reason but you could be like if you're doing some kind of business exchange be like hey i heard you like scotch i got you a bottle of scotch and that really helps create some rapport with the person and make them feel a little more appreciated than they would outside of that but that's gift giving like you said we start off with that one because it's probably the most straightforward one moving right along we have quality time quality time is exactly what it is just quality time and this is something that does involve a conversation because to different people quality time is going to be different sometimes it could be as simple as two people sharing space in the same room you used to see that a lot with the older like tv shows and movies where when back in the time where most people were perfectly okay just sitting around not doing anything you know like they would actually relax not be super busy bodies like we are nowadays they would you know the husband would be reading the newspaper the wife would be reading a book they're both on you know one on a chair one on a sofa but that's still quality time so that is perfectly okay things like that people playing board games all that kind of stuff falls into it so quality time is just essentially giving your valuable time to someone 
in a deliberate manner okay and once again this changes from relationship to uh, style if it is something like coworkers, it could be a matter of just having a business meeting where you actually do pay attention to them and value their opinion. So they feel like, hey, you are giving me some time that is mine and I value that and that will create a good level of appreciation. Friends, you guys can hang out at a bar, go to a restaurant. Once again, giving them time where you're not distracted, you're not on your phone, you're not paying attention to something else. That's the difference between quality time and time. Children, pretty straightforward. Once again, doesn't take much like, hey, come play with me for a while or help me do my homework, things like that, going to the movies, things. And once again, it does involve a conversation because you have to make sure that it feels like quality time for the other person. You can't just assume. It goes back to that initial example I said where you might think you're showing appreciation in the way that you find it. Uh, prefer you know primarily in your love language but if you do not make the conscious effort to speak in that other person the recipient then there is a chance they will not come across correctly and for those of you that have experienced this or are considering it you will feel a difference like in the book they he calls it he references a love tank which is kind of like a fuel tank or energy tank based off of the amount of love you feel and so you can easily have a family that is caring for you like for example just to be blunt let's say you are a quality time person right and your whole family everyone is super busy and they just got a ton of things going on and for them let's say uh, theirs is gift giving right so they give you gifts they're like hey mom i got you this hey mom, dad i got you that and do stuff or like hey honey i got you some flowers right and they are showing you that they care about you in their own way but because they are not giving you the quality time that you desire or speak as a human being then what ends up happening is on one say you understand that they care about you and you accept that but you still feel like something's missing versus they could essentially stop giving you gifts and then maybe hey i'll watch tv with you for 30 minutes or like hey would you like to have dinner together and now all of a sudden they you you not only you not only like know that they're appreciative and care about you but you feel it as well and it raises your it fills up your love tank so quality time and like i said i do think all these things especially when you're in a more uh, personal relationship right something like a family member or a best friend or in a romantic relationship sometimes you need to have a conversation about it it is a little awkward in more social environments like you know maybe just casual friends or business it's hard to be like so how can i what can i do to make you feel appreciated they might be like what uh, is this like an AA meeting what's going on nothing not to knock AA or anything like that i just threw out something so that is something but yeah, quality time can be of any type as long as you are giving them the time and attention that they require and you will immediately see it the thing is when you see when you actually speak in someone's love language whether it is yours or not they perceive it in a different way and it makes a world of difference being significantly more effective or efficient effective no effective than you would otherwise and so what it does is it kind of helps make both parties feel like something is being accomplished versus i know some of you or everyone has been in a relationship where someone is trying to make them or maybe even you is trying to make the, your significant other feel better or you know just improve things and they're like it's not working you're like well i'm trying what else can i do well there's a good chance that you guys are missing or speaking different love languages so that's quality time moving right along we have words of affirmation so this one is interesting words of affirmation is essentially complimenting and encouraging people verbally right and it doesn't want i say verbally 
I mean through words. It doesn't have to necessarily be through words. It could easily be a note written. It could be an email. It could be an award. Uh, it just a long story short it is something saying giving people kudos for the things they do, right? And this one can be a little trickier because there is a level of being polite. But once again, much like quality time, this has to be meant. It can't just be like someone does something, you're like, oh, thanks. And then you go about your business because they'll feel like it was not genuine, right? Words of affirmation can easily be overcome or over uh, overlooked, you know, because of that. You could just naturally be polite and be like, hey, well, I've been saying things. But the fact is, is that because that is someone's primary love language, that has a lot more weight than other things. And so they pay a lot more attention to that. Like, for example, for me, I was always raised in that you always say thank you for kindness and services that people showed, whether it's expected or not. So it's just been ingrained in me since I was a child. So I actually, believe it or not, even subconsciously, even when I'm not actively thinking about it, take note when someone thanks me for a lunch or a dinner or not. It's just a thing. I can't explain it. I know they don't mean anything by it. It's not like they're not appreciative of it. It's just not everyone was raised in the way to say it, but it really does. It hits me every single time if like I go out to eat with someone and I end up picking up the tab and it doesn't matter the price. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's like a coffee or if it's like a full blown meal at an expensive restaurant. It's just one of those things. And so that's the same thing for someone with words of affirmation being their primary love language. So to go down in the specific relationships, things of like, for example, if your spouse ends up making dinner or something like that, you simply being like, hey, thank you so much for making dinner. It was absolutely delicious. That and taking the time to look them in the eye when you say it, that goes a long way. It makes all their efforts entirely worth it. And they feel completely, <clears throat> completely rejuvenated by that. Another thing is, for example, if someone does well at work and they get promoted, being like, I'm so proud of you getting recognition for your hard work. You are a fantastic worker. Things like that really go a long way and make them feel like they are accomplishing something and make them feel loved that the fact that you are encouraging them in a positive light. Uh, this is as well, same thing for children. Let them know, you know, I'm really proud of you. You did a great job on doing your homework on time, or I'm really proud that you got all your good grades you're doing fantastic on your baseball team that game you played was awesome things like that go a long way towards someone when their primary love language is words of affirmation little things like that you can leave a note hey just want to let you know i'm very proud of you hey i just want to let you know i'm super appreciative of you things like that sending them an email if they're away or text message all those kinds of things actually having the words to show that they are doing a good job or they are encouraged or appreciative all those kind of things really resonate with people of words of affirmation so it's very important that you remember to do stuff like that regardless of whether you think like it might fit this situation or not it fits for them and that is the biggest hurdle is when two people have a different love language sometimes it's not the easiest thing to communicate through that but as long as you are able to identify it then you are able to make modifications and lead to a healthier relationship regardless of the level of intimacy of it words of affirmation yep and then of course like i said at work that can go as well with like plaques and rewards you know that's a really good example if you look at that there's some people 
that they receive a plaque and it, you, you'll, you'll find it in the back of a drawer or maybe even in the garbage. And then there's other people that receive a plaque from work or a sports team or something like that. And it's hanging and framed and they, they clean it all the time and they super like they show it off. Those are, those are good examples of people that speak in words of affirmation and do not like they're extremely appreciative of that uh, support and affirmation of the things that they're accomplishing and doing whether big or small and of course with all things like i stated with gift giving this is, does not have to be a long huge drawn out deliberate thing it could simply be small acts in between or normal interaction and you'll be surprised because once you identify what someone's love language is is love language is and you speak in that form like you'll be a lot more effective. You'll do less to accomplish more. And that's why it's so important that we, or that any relationship identify that. And the more you do it, the more you'll be able to identify things like that and figure out what works. But that's words of affirmation, guys. The fourth love language is acts of service, which pretty much is doing something for someone. And uh, yeah, this one can prove to be a little... Uh, difficult if you're not accustomed to it but it really can pay off in the long run uh, it's it's you're just doing things for people i mean that's pretty much the long and short of it honestly that's the funny thing about most of these love languages is that they are once you identify them it actually ends up being quite easy to accommodate them and once again these are both big and small it is just doing something for someone and it could be as simple as making them dinner or running an errand for them or you know if you're living with the person like laying their clothes out while they're taking a shower to get ready for work things like that all these little things that you can do really go a long way towards making this person feel appreciative or appreciated and so access service is probably the toughest one just because like for some people that aren't used for doing used to doing things like that it might take a little bit of reprogramming or a hard time trying to figure it out but most of the time once again an open line of communication can do a lot towards helping things happen uh, typically the person you're trying to work on or with will be more than happy to accommodate you trying i mean why not right they're not going to try to set you up for failure they want to set you up for success so if you're making the efforts to put in the effort essentially then why not so let's go ahead and break it down like we have been doing like for example let's say with children access service might be you know helping them with a project or something a school school project or something being able to go grab you know and it kind of it gets a little bit shaky because of things like quality time and whatnot but let's say you go to the store and grab the stuff for them you know or you might make them once again make them dinner things like that really go a long way you do something for them they they feel appreciative they really do appreciate that once again another one is like maybe you get their clothes out for them uh, before they're getting ready for school things like that just doing a service for them with children it is a little bit harder because you kind of already do that essentially because they are children but you know it could be a thing and then as they get older college students and things like that you're still able to accommodate them i think it's a little bit easier for people that you live with like spouses and 
fiancés and, and girlfriends and things like that because of the fact that it's a lot easier to run errands for each other or essentially another another good one is like for example women like taking baths typically more than gentlemen do so if you know that your significant other female is having a long day at work you can essentially run the bath for him and have him ready for when you know essentially just get the bath ready for him and that goes a long way towards them feeling appreciated that you did something for them you know if someone's on their feet all day maybe rubbing their feet could be something like get it it's not a thing for everyone but just something small like that could work obviously there's bigger things you can do the groceries you can wash somebody's car you get, a big thing is like errands for them these different acts uh, where you're servicing someone you know you're doing a service for them is what really goes a long way at the business at the office i feel like it also can be fairly easy if you understand what someone has to do if someone for example has a busy day and they're loaded you can easily be like hey what are one or two of the tasks that you are overloaded with that maybe i can do for you and that will allow you to build rapport with that person as well with your bosses hey i went ahead and took the liberty of doing this for you i know you normally do it but i had some extra time so i did it there you go things like that are what acts of service fall into and how you're able to accommodate um, obviously for your parents that's a good thing too especially as they get older uh, taking chores and stuff tasks off their hands really appreciate you do see that quite a bit with elderly where a lot of times they just want you to come over and do something for them and one it's because you know like it might be quite a bit of a chore for them in their older state but two they feel like you're still appreciative and still care enough to do something for them and that's where acts of service comes through and yeah i mean that's pretty even across the board that's the one that's a little sometimes easier and sometimes more difficult to accommodate uh, definitely i feel like needs a conversation but another one that's a, a you know giving massages another one as well if someone's having a rough day once again these are these are slightly more intimate ones maybe not you could probably do it with close friends as well but you know a lot especially in today's age a lot of us really neglect the self-help portion of our lives where it is required and so the fact that you're like hey let me I'll, I'll, i'm not good at it but I'll, I'll give your shoulder stick an elbow in your back or whatever for a little while really goes a long way towards helping someone another thing if someone gets injured right and you help them bandage it clean it up things like that that's an act of service that people can really appreciate and you see that quite a bit where a lot of people kind of have a slight connection when you take care of them when they are injured so that's something to think about uh, but yeah that's acts of service uh, that's probably one of the ones that is easily overlooked but can easily be accommodating i feel like i said that a lot so let's go ahead and move right on to a physical touch is our final one and physical touch is fairly easy to identify um i you know for sure if you're not a hugger if you're a person that likes your personal space then there is a pretty good chance that you are not a physical touch person and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that i could be wrong though there might be the exception there might be where you don't want physical touch from anyone but then the one person you do care about you want it all the time so that could be a thing that is 100 a thing but a couple of signs of physical touch people are people that for example they they like to hug or they uh, if you're at that level a random touch can make a difference right if you see this in people that for example in relationships when someone is cooking and then the other person walks by if they drag their hand across their back or they give them a quick hug or maybe nose them real quick and move on don't say a word those are typically people that their primary love language is physical touch uh, 
people that always like to hold hands or bump into your like snuggle things like that are significations of that in children it's pretty easy they're normally the ones like for example if you're sitting on the sofa watching tv they're the ones that are crawl right up next to you and lean on you as you're watching tv you know things like that grandparents or parents you might see that when they you know when you sit down and they're on the sofa they're like here come down sit down next to me instead of sitting down from across me things like that Uh, you know and in yourself as well if someone Putting a hand on you makes you feel significantly better than saying something to you or giving something to you, then physical touch would be your thing. And so these are the characteristics of someone that their primary love language is physical touch. And so to accommodate this in the workplace, uh, handshakes, that's a that's a good one, right? You can't exactly sit there running around hugging everyone, but giving someone a handshake or maybe putting your hand on their shoulder when you're talking to them, not in a demeaning manner or just kind of like giving them their attention is definitely a thing so that one's a pretty easy one Uh, and some people are okay with hugging it just depends you know or maybe giving someone a shoulder shrug like if you're friends you kind of bump into each other things like that that works as well Uh, you know hugging is the biggest one obviously if as far as when it comes to like a friend or a kosher level um, i for example hug a handful of my students if they're comfortable with that and i don't mind it some people don't and I, i give them their space children super easy once again cuddle them hold them throw your arm over them same thing works in relationships where and and like i said it could be something it could be the extent of cuddling and it can go all the way down to simply like you know playing with someone's hair that that's a that's one you see that a lot it's kind of like one of your stereotypical children interactions right the dad like tussles the kid's hair uh, that works that's physical touch to the to the child they're still getting active engagement from the person doing it and so they feel appreciative and they feel the love you'll see that a lot of times when people want to at least have their forearms touching if they're sitting down next to each other or they'll cross arms when you're walking that's another thing even amongst friends you know uh, you can old school escort where you just fold your arm and they take a hold of it things like that or with your buddies either arms over your shoulders there are all kinds of different interactions like that where you'll see it and it it really goes a long way like i said it's, even if you're not communicating and you know someone's love language is touch it doesn't take long if they're in another room and you feel like you want to give them some appreciation you can easily just walk into the other room give them a hug maybe like just nuzzle them or something and then walk off and you'll be surprised at the amount of of a difference that makes you can find people will find comfort in that sometimes you don't have to say a word and just hold someone while they let a cry out or if they just want to be held you know people say that and sometimes we reference it to a specific way but there might be a deeper meaning to that as far as where they actually need just the physical touch not just the the part to be held and yeah it it really goes a long way you you see that a lot of times What's another one like bumping heads? You see that sometimes when people are having a tough spot, you can go forehead to forehead. Little things like that definitely help kind of achieve the uh, cross communication. Uh, you'll see it when friends are like, for example, you'll see it sometimes when people are like cooking together. Sometimes you just throw a hip at each other or bump shoulders. That's another way that those little small interactions can really go a long way that physical touch that one like i said i think it's one of the easier ones to identify because you are either a touchy-feely person or you are not i mean there's everything in between but it is significant to you yourself you will know the difference where you're like i just don't like to be touched at all or like 
the smallest interactions can really make a world of difference. You see that sometimes in TV shows and movies where like the girl's like, he, he touched my hand and like they're totally like blown away. Well, they might've been physical touch. But those are the five love languages, guys. Gifts, gift giving, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Now, a couple of things I want to close the show with is the fact that, once again, you can have a very easily or very easily identifiable primary love language where you have 100% I am a quality time person. You could have a mixture of two or even three where it's like, yeah, I like this and this. And you can have one that doesn't do anything at all for you. We're like, yeah, no, I don't really care. For example, if people give me gifts, it doesn't matter if it's a car or a ring or a, you know, a screwdriver, like it doesn't really matter to me. And so I do encourage you to read the book on your own so they go more in depth into it, as well as identifying what your love language is and any people you enjoy interacting with because it really goes a long way towards improving your quality of relationship regardless of the level of intimacy that it is it definitely can help you be surprised how many times it can fix a relationship that you think might be in a tough spot when you identify like hey we were just speaking the wrong language to each other or maybe one way and stuff like that and then you can make a smaller adjustment like that and ends up being significantly easier once someone starts to feel loved then they feel more encouraged and more motivated to return that kind of reciprocate that kind of effort so yeah it can end up fixing a a troubled relationship and once again regardless of the level of intimacy it could be a friendship could be family it could be romantic doesn't matter it could be work related and sometimes that makes a really big difference it can help bridge the gap when you feel like certain relationships are distant for some reason sometimes uh, you know i just heard a story now where two heads of departments bumped heads all the time until finally like just as a you know peace offering without it being verbally like straight up like hey uh, they purchased the cake for them just like hey we had a good quarter like congratulations and i guess you know gift giving was or words of affirmation worked for that person and then after that like they no longer bumped heads because the other department head wasn't nearly as aggressive as they normally were so it works across the board i definitely once again the book is called the five love languages by gary chapman i do encourage everyone to give it a shot and read you'll be surprised how it will change interactions and how you can see those kind of interactions on a daily basis but all right guys that is going to do it once again five love languages five love languages check it out so that moves us into our best and worst events of the week Sadly, I am still not working due to my injury, but I do get an MRI soon. And I see it mean soon, but not soon enough in the form of next month. So I'll keep you guys up to date on that. So I don't have necessarily anything for the club, but a uh, less than great event is that I recently started driving my Jeep again, right? And it's getting starting to get cold, but there's that fine like one month period where it's absolutely great to drive around with the top down and enjoy the weather. And sadly, Titan is 20 years old now, and I'm starting to feel it, or he's starting to see it in the form of the fact that things are starting to break down a little bit. So that makes me a little sad because, I mean, I'm not getting rid of him. I'm going to replace things and whatnot. I'll keep it till the day I die. I absolutely love my Jeep. But it's always a bummer when you start to have things break down because, of course, some of the things aren't that expensive to replace. Some things are significantly important, uh, expensive. So it kind of is a shit bummer when he gets to that point. But that is okay on the bright side of things i did start school which is awesome i 
got lucky enough for the VA to offer me an opportunity to go back to school and go into IT training. So I'm super happy about that. Super excited. As you guys know, I enjoy making content and playing around on the digital platforms. And so, yeah, I get to go back and get all kinds of different IT certifications. And I've been doing school and I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I will admit I've been on the struggle bus quite a bit, though, considering I've been out of school for a minute. So I have to re uh, re or fire up my brain again, restart the brain to uh, quickly absorb information and memorize things but other than that it's being great so i'm definitely happy about that and uh yeah let me know let me know in the comments below what your uh, best event of the week is i would love to hear it and talk to you about it but that's gonna do it for me guys once again i'm jedi aka caesar the crowd pleaser sorry i've been doing a lot of twitch streaming so i've been going by my handle anywho you guys can follow me on social media at facebook i am caesar Goyaso, c-o-l-l-a-z-o and of course, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm CaesarLaBear7. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah, until next time, keep bringing the rain. If you need to pick me up, ladies, we gon' change your demeanor. Caesar, the crowd pleaser. We gon' do a little dance, we gon' make the naysayers believe us.